Hey everyone, this is Connor. Before we get started, I just want to encourage you to check out our Patreon, patreon.com slash podsidepicnic. If you become a patron, you'll get access to multiple exclusive episodes every month. And you can also join our patrons-only Discord chat, where Pete and I talk informally with the Podside Picnic community. So if you like the show, go ahead and check us out at patreon.com slash podsidepicnic. Thanks. Sorry. <laughs> I'm not sure Calliope is in, <laughs> is in the budget, sir. <laughs> well, uh, hello, everyone. <laughs> Given that uh, apparently this is circus side, <laughs> the three ring circus <laughs> side picnic. Side picnic. <laughs> <laughs> um, welcome to Potside, everyone. Uh, we have a full compliment today, and uh, we are all ready to head out on the the me the 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 desolate trail to the lost city of Atlanta. <laughs> the intracoastal yep. waterway, which, which I'm excited to talk about the intracoastal waterway. I didn't know about the intracoastal waterway, so I'm excited to uh. to, to talk about it. Yeah, well, job, okay, job. so Carlo, we do have a full compliment today, and that full compliment is, dude, Blood Knife was excellent. Mm. Thank oh, you. Yeah. Yes, yes. I had a very good time, and I know that we already did our our. Uh, it wasn't a beer run; it was like a hangover walk episode, I guess. I think, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but but uh, yeah, I, I had such a good time. It was amazing seeing everyone, and I still feel I still feel like I'm I'm in 1988. And everything's all neon. I've been I've been <laughs> sitting all the lights in my house to like you know blues and purples and reds every night. <laughs> Still, <laughs> listening to vaporwave music. I'm gonna I'm gonna do riff some saxophone music so you can keep uh, keep vibing in <laughs> yeah. the mood. Every party correct? should have a saxophone player. Mm, that's true. A, a good one. A good, a good one. one. And, and a theremin. And a theremin. Yeah, yeah I, a theremin. I feel like uh, yeah, I, I feel like like the theremin didn't get enough enough attention i saw as soon as i saw that saw the little antenna and the hand gestures i was like oh a theremin but then i forgot about <laughs> it because the saxophone was so overwhelming mm-hmm. he was doing he was doing noise wizardry. yeah he's doing like his wizardry uh over the theremin um but yes it blood knife was knife fest i should say was a success <laughs> Uh, and you know what else has a bunch of knives in it? This movie, Cyborg. Oh, Hitler? 1989. <laughs> no, that was a great transition. It's also true. There's knives on shoes. There's knives in hands. There's knives mm-hmm. in chests. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> knives in chests, yes. <laughs> well, well, don't forget the, the, uh, the symbolic putting of the knife in a chest to denote that, oh, uh, you know, Jean-Claude Van Damme's character is going to call this home for a bit. I did love that it was such, because it's, it's it's such a funny um, uh, a way to do visual storytelling and effective. It's it's just great mm-hmm. because it's like so great that they show here. it to you twice. Mm-hmm. Yes. Well, I mean, yeah. you know, let's not let's not waste that shot. You know what the, my favorite thing about this movie is? 
There was absolutely no need for a cyborg at all. <laughs> like yes. the cyborg could have been a floppy disk and it would have been fine. <laughs> I have a theory about that, which is I strongly suspect that Albert Pune or his co-writer read Johnny Mnemonic mm. and that that was mm. floating around in the the soup of brain as this film was being written cuz cuz Albert Pune is is very much a cyberpunk uh aficionado so mm-hmm. i would not be surprised that to, to, to hear that like that was that like m- maybe that was the original idea of the movie cuz maybe we can talk a little bit later about the the kind of troubled production of the film <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> but but I kind of wonder if if that that wasn't originally a uh, a bigger part. Although the original name of the film as released was apparently Slinger, so mm-hmm. that may explain why the cyborg isn't a big deal. Yes, and and uh, there's actually um, like a kind of like a a, a pe- somewhat of a director's cut that goes by the name Slinger as well uh, mm. because that oh. is his, that's uh, Pune's preferred title. Whoa! And there's a different. There's a, there's a different musical score. Whoa! Yeah. Oh man, yeah. I wish I'd seen this. I gotta check this down. Yeah. So yeah, it's a, it's apparently available on a German Blu-ray. Um, but and but it's like they used they they use the uncut the cut stuff, uh, spliced back in, and it's just like from it's sourced from VHS work print though. So like it's like it dips in quality when when that stuff comes in. Mm. But anyway, well, do, you, do you know the origin of this film, how it came about? It is some funny shit. Yeah, didn't didn't they have a contract to make like Spider-Man and He-Man and, and they ran out of money? <laughs> so, so they were yeah. like, they were like, here's 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 one hundred thousand dollars. What can you do with this? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> and he just like full pulls this film out of his ass. Yeah. Well, and that, that's the pune way. Um, but I mean, this is notable, notably a film produced by the Canon Group, which is you know the the golden globes yes the 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 cheese masters of the of the 80s um and you know i mean they 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 wanted to make a sequel to he-man masters of the universe let's not forget (laughs) have you have any of you ever seen uh the film electric boogaloo the untold story of canon films i have not it's a documentary about uh, Golan and Globus, who were the the heads of uh, Canon Films, they 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 got their they got their start um, making basically like like softcore sex films in uh, Israel, Israel, thought, right? yeah, and like yeah. In like the, like the mid sixties um, for like the European market, uh, and and then they just kind of went from there. It's 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 a very entertaining uh, documentary with some familiar faces. Like they they basically created Jean Claude Van Damme's career. They created Chuck Norris's career. Um, there's a few other guys. Uh, what's the guy from uh, 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 Jim Kana or uh, uh, Jim Kata or whatever it is? Oh, uh, Michael Dudikoff. Michael Dudikoff. Thank you. Yes. Oh wow! I uh, that that is a name I haven't it's heard. It's fun. In a long it's time. fun. It's a good time. You should look it up. But yes, this is the, this is a canon film, which means that there are if it's if it's tolerable, f- much like a um, much like a Roger Corman joint. If it's like a if it's in any way enjoyable, it's it's there was some Herculean effort that went into uh, making it that way because the, the the default is is that it is bad. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, so so one of the things that was really sort of um, 
uh, interesting or, or, or maybe not interesting. I should say uh, I was surprised by is that, yes, uh, they had a budget of like uh, $500,000, which, you know, they, they used every penny of it in this <laughs> in this film. But it made back what, like nine point five to ten million dollars. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. That's a lot of money back, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there is something compelling about it, beginning with the uh, the opening monologue, which is such a good opening. Like that, <laughs> I mean, I have to admit that that was for for apart from one or two other moments, that was the high point of the film. But it is such a good opening. Like, damn, it's so good. It well, it opens. What is it? Uh, uh, the The world is dead, but can, I like it yeah, here. Can I can I just do it? Can I just read it? Go for it. Go for it. First, there was the collapse of civilization, anarchy, genocide, starvation. Then, when it seemed things couldn't get any worse, we got the plague, the living death, quickly closing its fist over the entire world. Then we heard the rumors that the last scientists were working on a cure that would end the plague and restore the world. Restore it? Why? I like the death. I like the misery. I like this world. It's so good. It's so great. It's it's actually genuinely, you know, like having the opening narration being from the point of view of the villain is a quite like that's a masterstroke. Yeah, it's, it's, it's like good. Yeah, and it, like it tells you like everything you need to know like about that guy. It's like, well, he yeah, he thinks this fucking kicks ass. <laughs> he's yeah. look, he's he's pro status quo. Okay, he's very yeah. centrist. And he's that. a big strong man, and he can throw his way around. Of course, yeah. he's gonna love this. Well. This is also a film where somebody got the entire value of of production as an award because he lost an eye. <laughs> really? Yes. Yeah, yeah. It's Jean-Claude Van Damme accidentally took this guy's eye out. And so he sued and won for like $500,000, really? which was the, what the cost of making the film. <laughs> Wait, who's, who was it? Oh, wow. One of the one of the pirates. Wow. He sued Van Damme. Wow. Yeah. Damn. Well, so Van, Van Damme. One of the things I was impressed with <laughs> Van Damme. Jinx. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> so this is not the first Van Damme movie you've talked about on Podside, right? Because we, we've done the Street Fighter film. Uh, we have, yes. Yeah. So uh, where, do you, do, where do you guys rank Van Damme on the like 80s, classic 80s, like heroes list? Like, com- where do you see him fitting in? I'd put him at number two. He's no Schwarzenegger, but I think mm-hmm. he's yeah, a, like I think he's a lot better than Chuck Norris. I think Chuck yes. Norris oh, doesn't I, yeah, have yeah. the range of Jean Claude Van Damme. He just doesn't have a Belgian accent. <laughs> that's, that, that's the main check mark in in Chuck Norris's column. Well, and I think the problem is like where you draw your lines because. Uh, uh, oh Christ, Kurt from uh, uh, from the thing. Oh, Kurt Russell. Kurt Russell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Kurt, like Kurt Russell that's, would be way above if you put yes, him in that category. That's true. I wouldn't though. I I feel like he he definitely did some stuff like that, but I, I feel like that's more of the outlier for him. And maybe that's just like revisionism in my mind. But yeah. well, if we're talking about actors whose sole function is to punch people mm. it's schwarzenegger and then this guy yeah. i'll agree with yeah. you yeah. yeah 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 the muscles and, and from I, brussels I would, yes yeah, sir. i i would i would agree with you uh kurt that it, i think the 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 
the killing blow uh, to Norris is that he thinks he's as charming as Schwarzenegger, but he's not. He's really not. Um, no. Yeah. He's really not. He's very wooden. And also, uh, I, I think um, he probably has something in his contract where he, he can't ever get, you know, like, uh, he can't ever lose or anything mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so uh, I do appreciate, uh, even though I don't find um, Jean-Claude to be quite as, as charming as, as Schwarzenegger, um, he he does have something to him. He's got mm-hmm. a little bit of charisma to him. It's but it's also very. Um, I, I feel like it's almost very prickly. He do, he's not mm. the same. Mm-hmm. He, he's he doesn't he doesn't exhibit the same sort of like easygoing like assholishness that uh, Arnie does. No, know? no, no. Jean Claude Van Damme is very serious. Like, yeah, he's brooding. He's always brooding. Yeah, he's and, really he's really mm-hmm. like in most of the films that he's in. He's very much the straight man. Um, mm. There, there might be well, silly people around him, like in Bloodsport. There's definitely like a lot of silly people around him, but he's he's always completely serious. In that respect, mm. I feel like he's more of in the Steven Seagal mode. Who I, you know, uh. while you're talking, I was thinking, I don't know if it, how I would rank Steven Seagal versus Chuck Norris. Um, I mm. kind of mm. am leaning towards uh, I like Seagal a little bit better. I think yes. Yeah. Same here. Like I just I, look. So I, I would I would say that um like stuff uh like March for Death, which is a horrible movie. It's oh yeah. But but he's at least charming in it. In a in a you know I don't know. It's it's like a weird uh a, a weird charm to him that uh, I never get from like a Chuck Norris. You know well, what's mm-hmm. what's that one where he's he's like the environmentalist. Uh, uh, deadly, fire ground, deadly ground. Oh, fire. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> okay, anyway. so uh, back to Van Dam for a second because uh, Kurt was talking about how he always plays the straight man and how effective that is. There is an important exception. Have you guys ever watched Jean Claude Van Dam Johnson? Oh no! Yes, okay. it's entertaining. I really like yes. the scene where he like he opens up his his like cupboard and it's like nothing but pop tarts. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, what I what I like about it is like he he has played the serious role, and then he does this series which only lasted for about six episodes that just mocked the shit out of himself. Mm-hmm. And I had mm-hmm. a lot of respect for that. Have mm-hmm. you ever seen his truck ad? I have not seen he, his he, truck. Is that, the, is that the Volvo one? Yes. Yes. It's for like oh, Volvo yes, commercial yes. trucks. And he he does the splits between like like on top of two trucks as they like pull apart and drive <laughs> that way and then pull back together. It I I assume I, I, I assume it's like an effect with some practical stunt, but it, it look it looks terrific. It's 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 a very charming <laughs> ad. Yeah, Honestly, he's got, yes. he's, he he could be very funny. It could be 45 seconds of him trying to say Volvo. <laughs> <laughs> Just say it. Yeah. Um, he he struggles with some of the quips in this movie. Like the, there, the, there are some attempts. Oh there, was, to, oh, there was dialogue. There are some attempts to make <laughs> like early on where he's trying to say something f- like funny. It's it's like a little bit of a pun. And his delivery is so flat. <laughs> it's just, yes. It just doesn't come across as a joke. Yeah. <laughs> Wow. So it's, 
I think it's interesting that at first I thought it was going to be strange because it starts out with a plague and, you know, uh, but then they don't kind of like they, they're search like they're searching for a cure, but then they don't kind of do a whole lot with the plague. Like there's not like, you know, people with like pus bubbles or anything like around or anything like no, that. No, they like don't show it at all. Yeah. Yeah. So it's just kind of like a for, backdrop, which I, I for I, some I, reason I thought like towards the beginning when he was with the cyborg they went into a place that had dead people in it and they backed out but oh, i could be wrong no you, oh, you know what they um uh when jean-claude van Damme, when when gibson rickenbach <laughs> yes <laughs> <laughs> meets up with uh uh nady i think her name is nady simmons um, yes they they walk past like some kind of like a clinic where people are being treated for for something i believe mm. is okay. what i recall so they there is like one or two little references to it but yeah it doesn't it, it doesn't really it, it doesn't really it, it's it's almost a definition of a MacGuffin. <laughs> like it doesn't really have anything to do with the plot at all right it's just right. like it, it's basically just like there's this important lady named Pearl Prophet mm. that they need mm -hmm. to get to Atlanta. Yes, because she is the the titular cyborg. Yes. Um she she volunteered because that was the only way question mark to get um the the <laughs> secret antidote or or um you know treatment for the plague uh and they want to get grab it they, they were I forget where they they started out in but then they they want to oh I guess it's New York, right? And then they want they need they're trying to head to Atlanta where the CDC is to you know, propagate the, the antidote. I think the reason that they do the cyborg thing is because, and Chris, you will know this uh, since mm. you've, you've seen Nemesis. Oh, yes. It's like, you're a cyborg. <laughs> you're a cyborg. Technically. Well, you know. so, yeah, yeah. So you're, you're oh, placed shit. a couple joints. In. <laughs> um, Albert Pune really loves to do this one shot where somebody's eye comes out on like a robot stalk. He does it mm, yes. in several films. He does it in Nemesis also, which is mm -hmm. which is, in my opinion, the superior cyberpunk pune film. But this does oh, have its charms. I, mm -hmm. I, I will say, uh, what's his name? Is it is it uh, Paul Grunier? What, what what's his yes, name? Yeah. yeah, is something like he's, that. He's no Jean Claude Van Damme. He's he's like the poor. He's like the the deeply impoverished man Sean yes, Van Damme. Right. but yeah instead of instead of from brussels he's he's from luxembourg yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it has the Damn, same my shot my man's doing like some violence against over. europe um so <laughs> i think it's just that albert pune really likes like he just likes cyber he just like he likes robots <laughs> Mm -hmm. yeah. okay. I, I have an, uh, a pune quote for you that you're going to fucking love. Yes. I really have no interest in cyborgs, and I've never really had any interest in post-apocalyptic stories or settings. It just seems these situations presented a way for me to make movies with very little money. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so I guess I'm wrong. <laughs> oh, well, but I mean, I mean, to be fair, he's way. Yes. I mean, he's he's not like I do think that that's really really something that that um, you see here, and it makes perfect sense because you've all already gotten that amazing voiceover that Kurt mm -hmm. uh, gave us mm -hmm. because you immediately think, Oh, the earth is empty. Mm -hmm. And it then makes perfect sense that there's like, you know, uh, yeah. 12 people in this movie, you know? Yeah. Well, uh, and, but, and, and like, and like uh, 10 of them are, are the, the rival gang, you know? Yeah. But I, 
I really think that both things can be true. Like what Kurt says could be true and what Pune says could be true because he may not like really have like a, you know, a fundamental interest in this kind of stuff, but he, I think the thing, the thing that makes Pune rise above all the other like eighties journeyman, like low budget directors uh, is that he takes the material and runs with it. And like, whereas like somebody who's not interested with like, you know, do the bare mm-hmm. minimum Pune's coming mm-hmm. up with some interesting ideas on like, you know, on a shoestring. Uh, and- I, I agree. Like, professional enthusiasm i also want to say bless your heart for being a peacemaker chris <laughs> so, like, e- even though there's no conflict something else yeah. well i think i mean i think what you're getting at chris is that uh, uh and i'm sorry to, to to interrupt you uh kurt but i think okay. what you're getting at chris is that the that those what pune is actually saying is that those two factors sort of are easy tools to to reach for to tell a story mm-hmm uh, but but go ahead, Kurt. Oh, I'm sorry. I was going to say the other thing that sets him apart is uh, apparently he he worked for several years with uh, Toshiro Mifune in, mm-hmm. in, in, Japan, in Japan. Yeah, yes. He uh, he was invited, but like personally by Toshiro Mifune to come to Japan for an internship. According to Wikipedia, he was supposed to work uh, on an Akira Kurosawa film, but then Mifune didn't do that film, so he wound up working with Akira Kurosawa's director of uh, photography. Uh, Takao Saito on a Mifune TV show, um, which <laughs> what a strange career! What a strange mm-hmm. career, uh, Albert Pune. Yeah. That's amazing. Had. Yeah, um, but yeah, yeah, I I agree, and and it's it really is a hallmark of his films where, like, he go yeah, he definitely goes like I've got this I've I've got this kind of stupid film, but what would it actually mean for someone to be a kung fu mercenary? You know, Mm -hmm. traveling through a post-apocalyptic America. For instance, Mm -hmm. two of the things that jumped out at me were um, he actually. So I've seen a lot of post-apocalyptic schlock, like a lot of those like really crappy, like like Italian ones. Mm -hmm. Um, Some are good. Most are bad. Uh, typically they, they just kind of find like, like an abandoned building and they're just shooting in that one abandoned building the entire time. Whereas Mm -hmm. in this film, like they visibly go to like a salt marsh. They go to what looks like, 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 uh, the outer banks. They, they, Mm -hmm. they talk about how like, oh, um, Fender, the you know the the bad guy has has stolen a boat <laughs> and he's traveling down the intercoastal waterway, and it's like yeah that is that that kind of, like that does make sense and it's it's like it's a small detail but then they have these shots where he's you know they're like traveling along like on a boat and they have to kill some people to steal the boat and it's like it it lends a a weird specificity to it that a lot of films are just content to be like we're just gonna have Jean Claude Van Damme kicking people in concrete rooms with you know some exposed rebar basically mm-hmm. yeah i yeah. mean there's there's some sense of place uh yeah. in some of these shots and stuff Absolutely. like that yeah. uh I, I i was gonna point out that it it was really funny to me that um uh, up until that point that they go into the sewers it's very dry and then those sewers are very 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 damp <laughs> like yes. very wet very mm. wet sewers uh, a lot of people pooping i'm just saying <laughs> <laughs> yeah mm. oh man so that plague I, <laughs> yes so I have I have a question for you guys because this bothered me out of proportion. Uh, the term "slinger," which refers to Gibson Rickenbacker, uh, <laughs> that, I mean, it's basically like like uh, Uber 
in that like he is supposed to escort people from one location to another safely. Mm-hmm. Um, does Slinger come from Gunslinger? I assume so. Mm. Okay. Uh, uh, apparently, Albert Pune, uh, according to Wikipedia again, wrote the storyline for Cyborg in one weekend. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm going to guess that uh, your first guess is always going to be correct. Uh, okay. Well, and that, and that eliminates all sorts of things you could get shitty about. It's like, okay, if these guys are pirates, why did they have to steal a boat, and why did they abandon another, uh, you know, <laughs> immediately? And it's like, well, because this was written in a weekend. Yeah. Don't yeah. be a dick. It's uh, Bill, <laughs> Billy Bob, Billy Bob Thornton in Slinger Blade. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Some the people call black. it a Kaiser Blade. <laughs> the pirate in black fled south, and the Slinger followed. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Hell yeah. All right. Um, so, uh, I mean, so there's, uh, I suppose I, we should we should do a little summary. I mean, I don't yes, know. It's, as much as there is. Yeah. <laughs> it's not very much. I, I did want to point out that I, I did. <laughs> it's really funny because the, uh, uh, the, 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 the actor that does uh, the, the cyborg, Nady Simmons, uh, Deborah Richter, uh, there's this one shot where you're like, oh, they, okay, so she's a cyborg. <laughs> it's yeah. like a very, <laughs> yeah, it's as good as they could get, I guess. Uh, an uh, effect, short, short but correction. it's a practical effect. Uh, Pearl Prophet, I believe, is uh, mm. is Pearl Prophet the, the one? cyborg? Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, interesting. Is okay. The 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 woman who shows up. <laughs> yes. Yeah, which which woman that shows, shows up? up? The the one who does some fight. The the one who actually does like more grievous bodily harm to people than than uh, Jean Claude does. Like she yeah. chops off a guy's head oh, and oh. a guy's hand. Okay, <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah, you're right, you're right, you're right. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, so Pearl Prophet um, is being chased by Fender. What's his last name? Fen- Tremolo. 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 And his pirate band uh, in post-apocalyptic New York. And uh, was that New York? Okay, it, I think it was supposed to be, but it, I think they didn't. Definitely did not film in New York City. Um, and she has the secret plans that will save the world from the plague. Um, and, maybe but she gets. They maybe. made it clear that maybe later. Correct. Yes. Yes. And she gets captured by that gang. Um, but not after. Not before uh f- meeting uh the slinger uh gibson rickenbacker and asking for his help i really uh, like uh, oh, the let's, opening let's not... where um oh, go ahead they you, you just it just kind of opens with like a crucified person uh yeah. very early on and then there's a lot of stuff with like decapitated like baby doll heads i think they're mm. dolls and not baby heads but who can say it is the apocalypse <laughs> Yes. <laughs> well, and, and the well, I, I mean, not, not jumping ahead, but that crucifixion yes, does come does. back. Then. Yes, it does. It comes back a number yes, of does. times. I mean, uh, this is this is in fact the movie that's brave enough to ask. Um, you know, what if Jesus Christ had had an awesome, awesome kick? <laughs> <laughs> well, their their initials are both JC. Mm-hmm. Think about it. it oof. Uh, it, it it definitely puts that last line in the movie. Uh, in, in, <laughs> It really recontextualizes it. Wow, Chris, yeah. you really. <laughs> uh, oh my god. Uh, anyway, so uh, so they 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 managed. To, oh, let's not forget that um, that Rickenbacker has a dark past. Mm-hmm. Yes, because you know that's where he's brooding so much. 
I, I also love the fact that the um, uh, in the past he uh, apparently couldn't cut his own hair or comb it. <laughs> that, that's, Honestly, that's the marker. Uh, <laughs> relatable. <laughs> I mean, I get it, but also like you could at least you know like put you know like smooth it back a little bit. Come on, man, uh, you can still tell it's a little long if if you smooth it back. Your hair's in your eyes. Come on. Um, anyway, yeah. So it's it's uh, it's a little confusing to me exactly the 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 f- you know like the the time of the flashback because they he has several of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, including the one where you know uh, he's he's told by I forget the name of the actor, uh, you know, please stay, and that's where we get the symbolic. I put down my knife inside a chest. Mm. <laughs> yes, and then cover it with a quilt. Yeah, because well, this is now home. I, I, so I will say that some those flashbacks build up to like a pretty like horrific scene. So like uh, where um, the the uh, it, uh, is it the same group, right? The same yeah, pirates. It's Fender. Who, it's Fender with the yeah, blue yeah. eyes. They show the blue eyes. Yes, that's right. Yeah, Fender and his and his uh, blue eyes capture. Uh, uh, what's it? Fender? No, I'm sorry. Gibson. Gibson. <laughs> Gibson's family. Yeah, getting confused with all the guitar names, but um, Gibson and his family, and they like <laughs> put so that he has like two kids, and they have Gibson, his wife, and his son tied up with barbed wire, hanging over a well. And they give the barbed wire, the other end of the barbed wire to his older daughter and tell her, you got to hold on or else they'll die. <laughs> like, it's it's brutal. <laughs> like, because they because you obviously she can't and you see like the barbed wire going through her fingers and, you know, blood coming out and everything like it, it's it, it is, you know, for dark backstories, it's pretty dark. I, I did. I did like the uh, the the scene where um, he's finally like they, they both are sleeping in bed together. You know, a, a scene of peace that pans over <laughs> to the windows and they're just like hanging out in the windows like no one ever noticed them there. It's great. It's, it, I mean, it is it does look very menacing, but it is sort of very funny because it's like dun dun dun. There they are. Yeah, it's just a the, little younger. The other thing is every one of these scenes reminds me of a different film. So like that whole sequence is very original Mad Max. Um, with mm. with like the gang showing up on this this brief moment of kind of like idyllic domesticity, and then you know the death of the love interest and and a child, um, you know at, at the hands of you know the the apocalyptic world intruding again, and and I, I'm sure it's because you know again it was written in the weekend, so he's like, uh, what what happens in the apocalypse? Uh, well, you know, there's bandits and they kill loved ones. There we go. Um, but it's, it, it uses so many of them that it almost takes on this weird kind of like schlock bricolage effect where it's just, it's just so many different little bits and bobs pulled from all over the place that they sort of, they sort of mm. meld together into a new thing. Mm-hmm. Cause like yeah, Wikipedia yeah, exactly calls right. this a cyberpunk film, which I, 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 I guess, but it's really much more of like. A it's 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 much more in the whatever genre you want to call Escape from New York in. Yes. It feels yeah. very Escape from, from New York-y, but then admittedly there's times when it feels like Mad Max, and there are times when it feels kind of like a cyberpunk thing. So it's it's just kind of bouncing all over the place in a way that makes my brain l- l- light up while although <laughs> w- without ever actually acquiring like 
I can't really do like a like a big high minded analysis on this film. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I I don't know if it's necessarily is one. <laughs> yeah, I I think I I think is he Jesus is about as close as we're gonna yeah. get. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they, they kind of just to- like it's. Uh, I'm go- I'm sorry, Pete. Go ahead. Oh, it's okay. I was just gonna say it's definitely the first film of the '80s where they they made the hero do a Jesus impression. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so like the movie's kind of like a, a long chase scene where um they're trying to get the the cyborg lady back um and you know they're they're attacked by various bands and Fender himself at times. Um, uh, Gibson meets uh, Nady, as we said before, along the way. She just, and she kind of tags along. Uh, I did find it interesting for an 80s movie that he chooses not to sleep with her because uh, because of these like dark for, for uh, flashbacks, but it's not before she, uh, you know, goes topless because it is an 80s. Well, that is movie. the important part. Man. Yes, it's it's and it's a canon movie in the 80s. So it's you, you got to have that in there. <laughs> you got to think about the VHL sales. Yeah. And, you know, like, that, that was that, that happened at, at, at I didn't check the time, but uh, it probably at the 45 minute mark <laughs> uh, right at the midpoint of that movie. You gotta, <laughs> it's like we're not going to have sex, but let's see those titties. <laughs> and honestly, it was comparatively classy because it was consensual mm. and uh, the bad guys weren't involved in that. Yeah. Scene. Yeah. And, and that's true. Like, it it, it kind of tells you a little, it, it was interesting because it, it does kind of show something about her character that she's, she's kind of a little bit happy go lucky for someone who's in the apocalypse. She's just kind of <laughs> like, Oh, yes. nice. I'm going to go swimming. Great. I'm at the beach. Hooray. You know, like, yeah. and like earlier on, she's definitely seems a little bit naive or at least a little bit more upbeat than, than you would expect for someone whose family. I, 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 it's not clear if it's her family or just a family that was around her or something mm-hmm. got horrifically massacred. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, you know, uh, to your point, Kurt, her wardrobe definitely shows that it's very, um, it's very uh, floofy uh, blouse. She looks post apocalypse blouse. She looks like. Um, one of the kind of background characters in the Road Warrior, uh, mm-hmm. from from the little like gas town thing. Mm, um, she's also the poster child for failing the Bechdel test. <laughs> I mean, like, does she even meet a woman? I'm not sure. She meets. Uh, <laughs> well, she, 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 she meets, meets with several of them, and then and then she cuts their hands off. Per uh, Pete. Okay. Oh, that's true. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so one thing I really, th- yeah, I I really thought it was funny how. Um, every time there was a fight scene it, they, they, that, you know, Jean-Claude Van Damme, Gibson Rickerbacker is fighting someone. They're like, OK, we, <laughs> we got to keep saying it that way. We need to have her fight someone, too. OK, we we, we, we better have a, uh, a a female pirate conspicuously run up so that, so that they can start slapping each other. <laughs> then, but, but then what's, so great. what's amazing is that all, all of those slap fights suddenly escalate to like horrific amounts of violence in a way that Jean-Claude Van Damme's <laughs> fights don't. So like like he's having these knockdown drag out like, you know, fist fight kung fu battles where he's kicking someone in the nuts over and over and over again while like they're bent <laughs> over. Meanwhile, uh, Nady is like f- fighting various lady pirates with knives and they're just like chopping hands and arms and heads off. <laughs> so have you guys ever seen strange days? Yes. Not yet. Yes, I have. Okay. I don't really remember a lo- much a about it. A long time ago, Pete, but we, I, we, I, I really enjoyed it. 
So one of the things I'll always remember, and it's one of the things that sort of made it uh, turn on this whole genre, is at some point Ralph uh, Fiennes is getting his ass kicked by this lady. And, you know, one, one of the sidekicks was like, sorry, we couldn't find a smaller woman to kick the shit out of you. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I don't know. It related. Excellent. I think. Uh, so <laughs> I, I want to mention the New York question mark uh, <laughs> because uh, n- New York and Atlanta for the little that we see of them, there's some great miniature and match shots. Like it opens with a really terrific one of what I guess is mm. like the Brooklyn bridge. Um, mm-hmm. And, and like, like the East river is all fucked up or there's like lightning in the sky and it, lo- it looks awesome. And then later on there's another like mat and miniature shot where they, they kind of look down the road at, like into Atlanta and it's all, it's also all fucked up and evil look. It's just, it's, it's, it's funny because most of the film is them running around in, in like, like a marsh <laughs> or like a pine yeah. forest. But then it's, it's bookended with these really terrific uh, effect shots of you just, you know, v- very like ev- evocative ruined cityscapes. I, I would have liked a lot more. Of that, mm-hmm. although knowing now that that the budget was so small, I kind of understand why why there wasn't. Mm-hmm. We we did get that uh, lovely uh, sewer that was uh, that had such great lighting. <laughs> uh, the 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 blue it, it felt like uh, it, you know what, Kurt? Maybe you should find out where that is for the next knife fest. Right. They already have lighting. Remember included. when they would have lights in films and point them <laughs> at things, and sometimes they'd even be a different color. Mm-hmm. What? Remember? No way. Yeah, I mean, it. It. it I, I was sort of joking about it, but also, like, honestly, like it's a night. It, like the the lighting was like a nice, even blue that lets you buy into the fact that it's supposed to be dark, but they also want you to see what the fuck is going on. Mm-hmm. Uh, and especially, uh, which is this was the greatest setup oh, because it was it's like. Uh, it was so good. Yeah. It was so good because uh, you you suddenly lose uh, sight, like the, the the camera loses sight of Jean Claude Van Damme, and it keeps on focusing on on like one of the big uh, one of the big pirate guys. You know, it's like just like he he looks like he's straight out of like a uh, like like he's like a a music video of of like a Mad Max uh, cover or something. You know, just a huge mane of hair. He's like stalking there, stalking, and then suddenly it pans up slightly. And there's Jean-Claude Van Damme doing his signature TM split, uh, you know, like basically holding himself uh, up by his uh, heels in the uh, in the archway or, or, or on the walls and just like plunges down. <laughs> it's so good. It's <laughs> that, such a it great buildup. It's it's almost like a comedy beat hit the reveal of him. <laughs> like yes, yes, it's great because it's it's also like a weird yeah. Like I think it's like supposed to be sort of funny, but also like a triumphant yes uh, yeah. moment because it's like aha, that's <laughs> how our hero beats them. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, our hero Gibson. What is it? Rickenbacker. Rickenbacker. <laughs> I keep on wanting to say like uh, Stratocaster, but that's another guy. So that's that's I, that's that's uh that's the Strat in Marshall Strat, <laughs> which is one of the other characters. Marshall, get it? Yeah. 
so uh, I noticed Gibson Rickenbacker, and I screwed it up because I thought Gibson was William Gibson, and I thought Rickenbacker was a playoff of Rickenharp, which was the main character of another uh, cyberpunk bo- uh, book. So I just totally lost the thread. <laughs> I I thought that too, except I I didn't even notice that uh, until the very end of the film. That, uh, that his name was was uh, Gibson, and but I was fixating on the bad guy being named Fender, and I was like, oh, is this like, is that the reference to William Gibson? Because it's Fender, which is like Gibson, which is the reference. But no, it's mm. just it's just that this film was too clever for me. <laughs> yep, I know when I'm beat. Unlike <laughs> Jean Claude Van Damme, who. After briefly discovering, uh, well, he doesn't briefly discover it. I, I mean, he, he permanently discovers it, that the little girl uh, is still alive and is now with F- Fender's gang. Um, he gets his ass mm. kicked uh, and is crucified uh, to the mast of a, of a ruined ship. Um, mm-hmm. And then he uses his trauma to beat up the ship until the mast falls over. Uh, mm-hmm. and, and then, uh, Nady comes by and, uh, frees yeah. him. So uh, if I could be blasphemous for a second, there, cut his two mic, cut his famous, mic, cut his mic. Two famous JCs we know were crucified. <laughs> Only one of them fought back I, and got I, off that damn cross. About, I was thinking about that. I was like, come on, man. Apparently you just had to kick it. <laughs> Shouldn't have been That's skipping incredible. leg day. And plus, I mean, with all that walking, you'd think that Jesus yeah, would have really. some pretty strong thighs. I mean, we we do know that Jesus had abs of steel, but you know, I think yeah, the 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 kicking power just wasn't there. Okay, guys, I'm gonna do what's appropriate here and forgive all of you. Uh, <laughs> no. I, I think you're gonna turn the other cheek. <laughs> I will say that if you are a villain in a movie, it is vitally important that you just slit the hero's fucking throat. <laughs> like none of this, throw him in a pit with an alligator, mm-hmm. nail him to a boat. Like what the hell are you doing? Set him on fire, cut him into bits, eat him. There's mm-hmm. all sorts of things you can do, which are actually permanent. So I was, I was half expecting, and this is one of the, one of the delights of these films is that you never quite know what's going to happen. Cause it's, it's never quite clear. Like, like they're not as thought through as like a re, you know, like like a real big budget film. So it's entirely or a grocery list as a cor- or a grocery list. <laughs> so like, there's there's always the possibility that that they will just do something totally insane. Um, and what I was wondering is when when they're beating the shit out of Jean Claude Van Damme, I was like, are, are they going to leave him for dead? And then it's going to turn out that he is also a cyborg. Yes. Yeah. I w- was waiting for him to be a cyborg. Honestly, that was the only thing about this film that genuinely irritated me is that it was called cyborg and the cyborg was a complete red herring. Mm-hmm. I thought it was funny when, when she was like, um, uh, when, when they they say, well, you know, we're here to rescue you. And she looks at him and is like, you're not strong enough to rescue me. Fender's going to kick oh, your ass. Oh, that was awesome. And, and he does. He does. She was right. <laughs> <laughs> because, like, your first inclination is to be like, no, bullshit. Jean-Claude Van Damme's going to kick that guy's ass. Oh, no, actually, it turns out that's not <laughs> the case at all. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, best out of three. I mean, even at the even end, at it's the a end. close thing. Yeah, so. <laughs> he gets an assist. 
He gets two assists. Okay, I, I, I do have, have to, I do have to point out uh, uh, what's his face uh, the bad guys um, his, his style. Oh wow, like the it's Oakley good. wraparounds with with the <laughs> with the chainmail shirt. Yes. Hell and the yeah. bad teeth. Holy shit, I love the bad teeth. The bad teeth <laughs> well, were also terrific. the 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 rounds uh all uh, it, it, basically they 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 pull the same shot like what is it like five different times and it's still surprising cuz he's got like those uh, I don't were were they contacts I, they have to be, right? Mm-hmm. Like those yeah, white they must turquoise be. blue uh, <laughs> contacts, and you're like, Jesus Christ! <laughs> put them back on, please. Put the put the put the Oakleys back on, please. So, fun fact okay. about about uh, Fender: he's played by Vincent Klein, 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 I guess. Um, who is? Uh, he was a professional surfer before Albert Pune hmm. started putting him in in films. Um, and he was apparently in a surfing movie with George Clooney called Red Surf. Uh, he's like a minor. He, he's like he's like a background guy in a Point Break. Also, uh, apparently. Um, although, wow, he's he's a nemesis too. Apparently, I don't remember him. Uh, no, I don't remember him in Nemesis. Hmm. But he's he's muscular and tall, which helps. Yeah, and, and yeah, the wraparound glasses are so good. It it reminds me of that. Um, What's that? What's that movie? Is it like C- CB one or something? Is that what I'm? Uh, CB one? No, no. It's it's uh, gosh, the one with Chris Rock. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That one. Oh yeah, that yeah yeah. CB ten. Yeah, maybe, maybe something like that. But yeah, yeah. I, it's it's like they're like a fake rap group. Yes, yes. yes I love yeah. I love that style of uh of uh, glasses. Uh, when mm. I was about, I oh, gosh, I I must have been eight or nine. Uh, I talked my mom into buying me like a cheap pair like that uh and i wore them constantly <laughs> yeah oh I, I mean like oakley's wore the sunglasses of the like 80s and 90s mm-hmm. yes absolutely uh, unless you were into glacier glasses what's glacier mm. glasses into what yeah oh that sounds well, like a midwest thing well i mean if if you if i mean there there are oh, there these. are mountaineers from the discord who are cheering right now but the idea is that like they like, were blue blockers with like leather flaps on the side and you would wear them when you were like climbing a mountain mm. or whatever ah uh, okay what are, you, you know you know the other the other iconic 80s glasses that you don't really see anymore are those ones that that look look like the snow glasses um like br- yes, that was yeah. briefly like a fashion statement for for whatever reason for like punks specifically like uh either bebop or rocksteady uh wears them in the, in oh, the, yeah. the ninja <laughs> yeah. turtles uh, cartoons yeah oh you mean like the uh the the ones that are sort of modeled after um the uh, uh, the inuit what is it the glasses the inuit yeah, yeah, yeah. style yeah. yeah 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 it's just like one Anti-glare. long slit yeah Oh, dude! When 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 the dude in uh, the terror showed up, I was like, "Holy shit, that looks cool as fuck!" <laughs> <laughs> I thought, like, honestly, I was like, "Oh, now I understand why Mister Freeze is supposed to look that way." Okay, never mind. Oh, dude, I never, I never made that that connection. That's great. Wow, yeah, that's true. Uh, now I'm just imagining uh, the 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 little Domino, big Domino meme where like little Domino is like. Uh, finding the Northwest Passage. Big Domino is like is like 1980s punk fashion. <laughs> Everyone's wearing snow glasses. <laughs> oh, I, th- I thought you were going to go with uh, with um, uh, Mr. Freeze uh, shows up in Batman that too. Yeah, uh, that's and fair. Robin. That too. <laughs> 
All right. Okay, so, it's, uh, the, it's the audience participation moment in the episode. Okay, the folks at home, on the count of three, I want you to say good boy, Chewy. Are you ready? <laughs> One, two, three. Good boy, Chewy. Sorry, he was getting riled up, guys, and I didn't want him to start barking again. It, just a little bit of validation will shut him up long enough for us to finish up this episode. <laughs> just giving you that 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 weird open mouth panting, but giving you side eye. Yep. And now uh, he's like laying flat and sighing and going. Blah, blah, blah. So, like, I know I'm good for a while. <laughs> you you have paid the chewy tax. Yes. I mean, he's got to be the center of attention, at least periodically, or things go wrong. Ah. You know, for some reason, that little Chewy uh, episode um, gave <laughs> remind jogged my memory on one of my favorite lines uh, in the movie, which is wholly inexplicable, which is when um, they're preparing to get the boat, uh, Fender's gang is, and he starts ranting about swimming and goes you think i'm gonna swim i'm gonna swim all the way to atlanta i hate swimming <laughs> yes. you'd think he's the cyborg he's gonna sink but I, no i wonder if that, that was i wonder if like pune put that in there as a joke because he was a surfer now that i Maybe. know that he's a surfer because that that's apparently how pune met him um, was like he he saw him surfing and was like I want that guy to be a bad guy. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, I mean, and he's, that's, that's one way to do it. Like go to hell, and he's like been there. Yeah. I mean, like the he it's he's so one dimensional, and I wouldn't change a thing about it. No, it's it. it's perfect. The, uh, there is so that is that does bring me to my one criticism of this film, which is the middle section definitely dragged. For me, there's a lot yeah. of footage of them running around in the swamp that uh, mm -hmm. and in the forest uh, and in the sewer and in the weird construction plant thing um, where like I, there's just a lot of shots of people running that I, I would have trimmed down. And, and I know why it's there. It's because they had almost no money and they were like, we have to make this at least 90 minutes. <laughs> mm -hmm. but but there's definitely like at least 10 or 15 minutes of, of footage of people running awkwardly not even that mm -hmm. fast <laughs> <laughs> okay you know what I, I i was actually digging around for this there is one other like 90 percent of the good quotes are from fender there is one gibson rickenbacker quote that is like tight which is when he first rescues the cyborg. And she's like, why did you help me? And he's like, I thought you were somebody else. That <laughs> 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 sounds like a roadside, uh, a roadhouse uh, quote, you know? <laughs> yeah, it's just perfect. <laughs> I thought you'd be bigger. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, so I, I, so I, I guess, guess we should get to what, go ahead. Yeah, no, I was going to say, I, I, I was probably saying the exact same thing that you were, just that we should probably say what happens at the end. The grand they, they get to they get to the lost city of Atlanta. <laughs> they fix uh, the cable after. I mean, after uh, after uh, Jean Claude Van Damme takes so many punches direct to the bread basket. Mm -hmm. Jesus Christ, man. <laughs> <laughs> He gets. Uh, I I also loved um, the the stunt where uh, a fender throws him 
uh, into like a pile of something that it wasn't immediately apparent to me what it was. And then you're like, oh, he threw him through the windshield, like a fucked up windshield of yeah. a car. Oh. And it's really funny because he does it like the slowest way. Like you're like, oh, he's he's finding his way through this fall, isn't he? <laughs> it's great. <laughs> but And then he's like in a back seat. Go ahead. Oh, no, no, no. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. He's in the back seat and uh, and, and just using the car doors. I, I honestly, it's one of those things that I I, I wish we'd see much more in um, in sort of like uh, martial arts based uh, things, like more of a Jackie Chan. Yeah, vibe. yeah, yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. Just use the environment against yes. the yeah yeah yeah. Um, <laughs> of course, that doesn't help because Fender then says, uh, "Yeah, this door must remain closed. Closed, I say, closed." <laughs> I, I like how during <laughs> right on that your whole head. sequence, he's just waving his arms, going "ah!" Like he literally just turns into Frankenstein's monster. Oh. He just stops talking and goes "ah!" He's just a—he's so a great scenery chore. He's <laughs> like. Yeah, uh, he's too good a villain for this film. I, I like this film a lot, but like that—that's like top-notch <laughs> yeah. villainy. Yeah. Uh, my favorite part uh, in that in the final scene where they're fighting is um, the, the 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 kind of so there's Fender really goes through second in command henchmen. Um, he goes through quite a oh few of them. In this. There's, there's like first, there's the guy that fights uh, Jean Claude Van Damme, Gibson Rickenbacker, on the uh, on the gangplank, like over the factory, and gets wrecked. Uh, then there's that guy that that he like de- decapitates or whatever while doing the splits. There's like another guy who who he kills in a fight in the marsh, um, and then this guy. And what, by, by the way, what I love is that each and every one of these guys gets there. You know, in an action film, you you ever watch an action film? You ever notice how an action <laughs> film is the second in command bad guy always gets a big show on by. Like, you know, but, but, you know, you know, in, in a movie Imagine where they're the about to fight right the now. heavy, <laughs> the camera has to like stop and give them like a moment to like show how fucking tough they are. And they usually do mm. some kind of like Kung Fu move or like they go, uh, you know, some, something. So each and every one of these like second in command henchmen who's getting promoted up through the ranks of, of, of uh, Fender's rapidly depleting gang gets their own moment, <laughs> which is great. And the last one. Um, Jean-Claude Van Damme just completely fucks him up and then sets him on fire and then throws him into the hood of the car uh, of, of a car, which causes the car to explode. <laughs> yes. <laughs> they did the fallout car. Yes. I was so proud of them. <laughs> oh man. But yeah. And then, uh, they, they, they managed to, to beat Fender, uh, with with a, a knife to a very different chest <laughs> um, uh, and they managed to deliver the cyborg who has the secret um something she has data oh, she, she has computer data yeah. in her head maybe in her eye maybe in her which eye. we saw earlier yeah, yeah, yeah. Come on but out I mean, like a stock. It, it's basically a mask mandate. That's what she was carrying. <laughs> <laughs> now the villains really start to show up. Uh, yeah, Pete. It's like, you think things are screwed up now. You just wait until people are di- inconvenienced at the fucking mall. <laughs> <laughs> the post-apocalyptic mall at that. <laughs> exactly. 
It's just like a ru- uh, like a, a a bombed out ruin with one guy uh, like selling old melty videotapes on a blanket. I'm having <laughs> but- trouble breathing from this. Let's just do cannibalism. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, yeah, yeah, I, I I did also love I, I, what we referenced uh, earlier in the episode, which is uh, the cyborg turns around and says, "There's I think what's really going to save this world is." Someone like him. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah. what? <laughs> Where was that attitude when he needed a little validation, you sow? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, you know, kicking him when he's down and he saves you. And it's like, well, you know, he might be the guy. It's like, well, obviously he saved your ass. <laughs> could have used a little bit more valid. He could have kicked through that uh, through that post where he was crucified on yeah that mast so much yeah. quicker with a little bit more validation Come on. <laughs> exactly um i really mm. like how uh fender's plan uh, by the way at the beginning the reason that fender is going to atlanta is because he reasons quite wisely i i, I think that if he has the data for the cure he can ransom it or make them give him the cure so that that he's the only one who has the cure Something along those lines. He has a very, uh, you know, entrepreneurial spirit. It's clear oh, he's, why he's he Moderna. likes. Okay, yeah. cool. Yeah, it's clear. <laughs> yes. Yeah. No, it's the Johnson and Johnson one. Um, I got that one. It was fine, actually. But um, yeah, it's I, I like that he has a very like reasonable plan, which is, you know, I like this world of of death and killing, and it seems to me that I could have a lot of power if I was the only one with the cure. So rather than just killing, he's like, all right, we're going to take her. It, she wants to go to Atlanta. Let's take her to Atlanta, and then I'll make them pay me. Fuck you, pay oh, me. Oh, yeah. I mean, honestly, a neoliberal Rickenbacker would have just escorted him in. Yeah. <laughs> Nudge theory well, I mean, Rickenbacker. He only kills. like yeah. he, 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 he never actually kills anyone. He just like slightly maims them. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, I want everyone to get the, vi- the 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 cure, and you don't want anyone to. So the compromise is to give you control over it and let you rule the world. Well, I mean, you know, obviously, you can't. Uh, it, uh, since Fender is, you know, is really uh, embodying the market in this post-apocalyptic world, you got to let the market do what it wants to do. You know, yeah. it's the best way to, to to sort of distribute things, don't you it's think? It's efficient. Pete? Hmm. Yeah, it stays with one person. There you go. That's how efficient it is. <laughs> he just efficient. wants them to use uh, private contractors. <laughs> <laughs> All of them like scratching out the uh, like or, or scratching in a V. So that instead of being pirates, they're now private uh, contractors. Yep. Oh, hey, hey. yeah. The, like, well, I don't know if you saw the signs as they were running through the sewers, but that was Blackwater. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what they were. That's what they were in all Blackwater. You're soaking in it. Exactly. <laughs> all right. Well, anyway, I think I think we, we're now riffing. So we yeah, might as well. This, this is no longer an evaluation. It's a bit. <laughs> yes. Uh, so, yes, uh, folks. Uh, we we agree with the ending of this movie. Everyone, you know, really, what this country needs is a little bit more JC in their lives. So I, I have to watch, say, man, you know, go watch Cyborg. There are two. So my mom is Belgian. Uh, she is not, however, a kickboxer. 
But there were two Belgians. To your knowledge. Uh, yeah, to my, to my knowledge. To, there, there were really only two outlets for Belgian pop culture uh, th- then and now, really, I, I guess. And that's Jean-Claude Van Damme and uh, Hercule Poirot, <laughs> the world's greatest detective. Mm. So um, that that was basically uh, what was pushed upon me as a child for, for a Belgian pride. <laughs> So today I learned, I, you know, for all this time, uh, Kurt, thank you. All this time I have been sadly, um, you know, it, stealing, stealing Belgian valor and thinking Hercule was French and not Belgian. Oh, no. So, oh, no. He's thank very, you for he's very Belgian. Yes. I guess I never read those uh, Christie novels. Oh, well. <laughs> oh, well. Okay, well, um, yes. So, yes, please, everyone, go watch Cyborg. Everyone needs a little JC in their lives, and he will make this country better. Mm-hmm. Uh, thanks, everyone, for listening. Uh, and, Kurt, thank you for the recommendation. This was amazing. Delicious schlock. <laughs> Served up hot. If you like mm-hmm. this, you will love Nemesis. Absolutely. We, we should We should, We should. should. Uh, should probably put that on the docket. The universe. Oh, yeah. The universe. <laughs> Don't you impugn the oh, universe. universal soldier. <laughs> oh, all right. That's enough of that, folks. Thanks for listening. Catch you next time here on Podside.